0: Life ever have things that you'd actually rather not do? Being at church on Sunday, I know. But do you have? Know, are there duties, things that you think, "Oh, I've got to do it, and it just has to be done." One of my worst jobs, and Graham would tell you, is my expenses. I hate doing expenses, and and it's money I've spent on behalf of the church. So it's money I get back. So it, it benefits me in terms of restoring what's. But I just hate the thought of sitting down each month uh-huh, um, and doing expenses. Tax returns. Oh, we have a company called Tax Management for Clergy. Yes, there is a company such as that, that. And each year, they're good, yeah, well, Jeff gives them a thumbs up. Jeff's tax advice there. Um, a further, because every year you ring up and they ask you lots of questions. But it takes me several hours of collating all the information. How much money have you spent on stationery? How much on, on this? How much on that? How much fees did you get for funerals? Uh, how many properties do you own? That's an easy one for me. Um, all these kind of questions. And I just hate getting all that information together. But in one sense, from def- definitely the, the, the tax return, it's a duty. Another thing we have to do now is stop at those wretched lights that can't go around about. Oh, my goodness me. Um, Oh, yeah, I'm not even going there. That's a whole sermon on it itself. But we are now bound. It is our duty. We might not want to. We might think the road's clear and I'm sat at a red light or I'm sat at a red light on the roundabout blocking everybody else who wants to come in the other direction. But it's our duty. We might not want to do it, but we have to do. You know, friends, people look at the Bible like a rule book. That it's a rule book. You know, you shall do this. You shall not do this. Um, If you want to go to heaven, you need to do this. If you want to go to hell, you do that. And it seems to be a rule book. A rule book that is a duty that we need to follow as people who follow Christ. If you call yourself a Christian... You need to be able to know everything in the Bible. You need to be able to know all the rules. You need to go through Proverbs and work out all the things it says there. You need to go through um, all, all the books of the Bible, all the random rules, and it's a duty that you must follow. Well, I, I want to say that I don't think it's like that. The passage we read today, the Ten Commandments, is the classic one, isn't it? You know, it's the one that non-Christians hold up against us. Ah, you shall not do this, you shall not do that. It's the rules you have to live by. But actually, if we look at the Ten Commandments in the wider passage of Exodus, actually, they are part of a bigger story. They actually are about shaping life. Shaping life. Shaping the way we live. And as part of that, alongside that, is also shaping the way we worship. It's not that we want to live in a lawless society, because actually that's not good. We need rules. But the rules are not there to push us down. The rules are there to give us freedom. And the problem is we can just look at this passage in Exodus and think that is the whole sum of the the way of life that God gave to people. It's just a fraction. And this is why today we're looking at this passage because in all of that, God is setting out something bigger than just rules. He's setting out a way of living, a way of worshiping. One of the things for those people who haven't been here is that we've kind of we've kind of explored together, is that worship is not an event on a Sunday morning. But worship is a way of life. Worship is is a continual, day in, day out, encountering of God in our lives. And so what God is saying in this whole book, and the whole Ten Commandments and the wider thing, is this is the way we live and worship together. Living and worshipping are not separate. They are one in the same. They shape worship. And like I say, people look at them as duty. I don't know about you, but sometimes for me, duty is a negative word. It's something you have to do. Something you're forced to do. And if I may be just a little bit ageist for a little while here, I think it's a word that this generation doesn't grasp in the same way as previous generations have grasped. To do your duty not out of force, but out of a sense of desire, I want to do something that benefits others. Duty, though, in today's generation is a negative word. You have to do your duty. You have to. It's your duty to do this. You have to do this. You are bound by either laws or unspoken rules that say you have We use it in terms of safeguarding. If you discover a safeguarding issue, it is your duty. You have to. You know, sometimes our Anglican brothers and sisters have got things a little bit right, a little bit right. In their their Eucharistic thing, they put the word duty alongside the word joy. It is indeed our duty and joy. Duty as a joy. We don't do things out of having to, out of rules that dictate we have to, but we do them out of joy, out of love. We come here on a Sunday morning not because we have to. Now the Bible says it's good to meet together, so there is a sense of duty there. But I hope it is also out of a sense of joy. There's an old spiritual song that says, I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. Uh, Eyes upon the sparrow, I think, is is, is the song. I sing because I'm free. I'm not duty-bound to sing to God. I live within the rules. I live within what God has set up, the pattern of life. But I am free to express my faith. To express my love for God, I sing because I am free. You know, sometimes duty can lead us into areas we never expected. I remember a story I've shared before. Uh, When I was at my home church in in Taunton, there was an event called uh, uh, Hope, I think it was. Um, Pardon? The noise, thank you. Yes, my wife's put me right. First time for everything. Um, Uh, There's an event called The Noise, where the local churches came together, um, and it was run by Youth for Christ. And this guy called Treffer, he's a a great guy, me and Michelle love very dearly. um, He got really excited about what was happening, and he found out that I was fairly musical. And um, I, I ended up playing in the band and helping the band out, which was great. And then... Lo and behold, I had this invitation to go and um, help with the band Longer Term in other areas. And I thought, nah, I don't want to do that. Well, my mum had other ideas. And uh, I was, you know, I was a late teenager. at the, No, I wasn't. No, I was 20-ish at the time. So I had my own, you know, way of doing things. And my mum said, yeah, he'll do it, no problem. <laughs> and I thought, mum, what are you saying? You know, I'm duty bound now. I have to do it because you've said it, and through that I met Michelle. So it has a happy—it has a happy ending in the end. But sometimes, out of those things of duty that we have to do, we feel we have to. We are compelled because of words of others. And sometimes, I—I I know, I know that sometimes coming to church on a Sunday morning feels like a duty. Oh, I've got to go to church. Got to get there. Come on, out the house. I know you've only really got a sock on, but let's get out of the house anyway, or come on, we're going to be late. We can't be later than the crumps, because that's just embarrassing. <laughs> you know, we can't be any later than that. Um, we, are, we are, we feel we're duty bound. But you know, I hope when you're here there is a sense of joy. Sometimes it's the duty that impl- implores us. It says we have to be here. And when we act out of that duty, there is a joy in our worship. We have a duty to worship. Let's not let's not hide from that. We have a duty to worship. God makes it clear, doesn't He, in the Ten Commandments? You shall have no other god. This is this is not a you shouldn't have any other god. This is you shall have no other god. And what's the God of today? TV, sports, having a line on a Sunday. I'll be honest from my non-Christian friends who post on Facebook what a wonderful lion on a Sunday morning they have. It irks me. It does, I'll be honest. It irks me. Because I go, how do they get a lion on a Sunday? Oh, look at us having a lovely family together. And we're there going, Joe, get your shoes on. Barney, why is that on your head? Come on, we've got to get out the door. It's a, but there is, but God makes it clear. We have a duty to worship. We have a duty to love one another. All these things are duty, but out of love of God. We have a duty to to be witnesses. A duty to share the love of God. Worship is a witness in of itself. Now I've got a big A-frame that I need to put a poster in to whack outside and say, we're here on a Sunday morning, come and join in. Because sometimes it's so easy not to be a witness, isn't it? so easy to just hide away. But actually part of our duty as a worshipping community is to be a witness to the world around. And so when we mix that all together, we get to one moment in that reading where God sets a pattern, a way of life or something. And that's Sabbath. Sabbath comes from the word Sabbat. Sunday is Sabbath, a time when we stop. The it? What are you doing this morning? I'm welcome on this, 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 and this. Okay, right. Have you bought the biscuits and milk for tea and Road? No, right. Okay, let's go and get that. Have you um, have you made sure that um, you know this is done, that is done? I come here on a Sunday morning. are oh, the screen's open. It's da, 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 da. Is it really a time of stopping? you know for me that we might need to find other ways of what it means to stop it might be that our sabbath is on a monday is on a saturday that time to stop stop and just to say god what are you saying to me we might need several moments in the week where we stop you just stay still don't make it a duty Don't say that between 9 and 11 on a Monday morning is going to be my stopping time. Because life happens. Life happens. But where in the week, as a pattern of worship of our life, are we saying, I'm stopping? I'm turning the phone off. I'm not looking at the TV. I'm not answering my phone. I'm just stopping. Now, I recognise that is a real challenge in the I recognise that's not easy. I recognise that life happens for those a busyness. For those who are retired, apparently you don't quite realise where you found time to work anymore because life just seems to be going round and round and round. Now for those with children, I recognise that that's difficult. For those who are on your own, I recognise that there are things that pull and move you in different ways. But where is our time to stop? Is church a place of rest for you? Is it a place where you get energy? You see, and and, and there's a a really interesting dynamic going on here, because I recognise for some, what one person classes as rest, another doesn't. So for someone might say, oh, you're doing good news adventure today, that's a real... And someone might go, actually, that gives me life. I enjoy it. It's a place of rest. Some might say... um, you know, you're doing all these things, and they go, but that gives me energy, it gives me life. So let's not always think of church having to be the place where people are on us, but where the place where it gives us life, it plays to the skills that God has given us. But it comes back to this question, what is our duty? What is our duty in the way of worship, the life of worship? You know, Jesus on the cross, what a duty that was, that he had to give his very life for each one of us. That is duty, isn't it? To give your life, to let your life down. Father, if there is any other way, but if there isn't, my duty, my, my duty out of love of the Father, out of love of the people, is that I will lay my life. What's our duty as a church? What's our duty? Obedience. Listening. That when we can, we will gather together. Whether that be in small groups, in other groups, on a Sunday morning. Our obedience is to listen to what God is saying and to step into those places of unknown, even when it feels like the rest of the world is saying you are stupid, but if we feel God is calling us, then it is our duty. It's our duty. What's your response, or what's your duty as an individual? To be open, to listen to God, to respond to what God is saying. Is your duty to help with the um, the shop that we're looking at in 4th Street? Is your duty to help with meeting and eat, the toddler group? Is your duty to, to make a commitment to go to a small group, to start a new small group? Is your duty to, to to love someone that others struggle to love? Is your duty to work behind the scenes and to be doing things that no one will know about Friends, even this week there are things, many things happen that no one knows about. But it is our duty and it's our joy because of what God has done for us. Our duty is not, and forgive me to say this, our duty is not to turn up on a Sunday morning, sit down and go home again. That is not our duty. The life of what Exodus shows us is that there is a pattern to how we live, to how we worship, and to what we do. What we might have seen before as a duty, things we have to do, can we now see them as worship? Can we now see them as things that God has put in front of us, that we can act and respond to him with? Maybe there's a situation in work, and you're going, oh, really don't want to sort this out I really don't want to do this maybe there's a situation at home where we go God this is really hard maybe there's a situation in church that you really struggle with or a, a, a job that you've got in church that you've gone and you didn't have and if that's the case come and speak to me please but maybe the challenge is to see it as worship how can we live our lives that out of those things that sometimes we think are just rules things we have to do. God can bring joy, love, life, energy. My prayer is that each of us will see the duty of what God is calling us to, that we may see it as a joy, and that we see it not as something that binds us in our life of worship week in, week out, but something that gives freedom. Freedom in Christ to each other. I sing because I'm happy. I sing because I'm free. We are free in the love of God, people. It's exciting, it's amazing. So this week, as you go about your weekly, uh, weekly tasks, chores, may you see it as part of your worship. The thing that God has called you. Whether you desire to do it or whether it's a right pain in the backside, may God give you the joy and the love that throws, flows from the act of worship. In Jesus' name.